Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, here with... Mella. Lacey. And Rashawn. Do me a favor. Like, rate, and review us. You've already heard that. Second, you've probably heard this before too, head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash WCA if you are financially and spiritually able. It means the world to us. Come on, Spirit. It would mean a lot. Uh, Rashawn's about a buck fifty away from living in a cardboard box, so oh anything okay. and everything. So are we? Yeah, but you know, I feel like Rashawn would maybe garner more sympathy from the listeners than if I was like, "Help me," you know. You're mean. Yeah, I'm. I'm banking on the goodwill Rashawn has put forward into the world. Okay. Oh, and thirdly, go see air in theaters. What is everybody watching lately? <laughs> You go first, Josh. Air came out, baby. Uh, ben Affleck's new joint from him and Matt Damon's new production company, Artist Equity. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of it by now, the story of uh, the making of the Air Jordan. We all got together um, on a, a nice what was it, Tuesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Double cheeked up. Double cheeked up. Monitored and turned on the theater for like 20 goddamn minutes. It was Senior Citizen Day at the AMC, Bro. so people were shouting. If but, you ever have a problem in the theater with senior citizens, you don't have to say a damn thing because about 50 of them will beat you to the punch. <laughs> it was one of those dine-in theaters, so there's a poor employee delivering food. Excuse me, when's the movie starting? <laughs> Bitch. I'm like, this dude has loaded tater tots in his hand. He has no idea when the movie's <laughs> Nor does he give a fuck. And the moment he put the tots down, his hands are up like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, that all of that to say that that didn't even ruin the experience for me because I loved Air so much. Um, it's sitting pretty at top three, top two of my year so far, and it ain't number two. It's it's, it's number three. <laughs> top three. Uh, cross that off. Top two, comma. It ain't number two. Uh, got, got it. Gosh. Um, got it. Yeah, it's Moneyball, but funnier. And uh, I enjoyed it. What, I mean, real quick, what did you guys think of it since we're not doing an episode on it? Yeah, I mean, I definitely liked it more than Moneyball. Not shaming Moneyball. That I'm wasn't the saying, question. I'm just saying. Uh, loved it. No, I, I had such a good time. I think I love a nostalgic flick. That's dripping with nostalgia. Yeah, memory. and like it's all that. And it was kind of that feeling of like the references I got. You know what I mean? So I was just like, ooh, okay, I'm, I understand this actual... That's why I'm comparing it to Moneyball, because I don't know shit about... I mean, it's a lot that. easier... Even even not the 80s references aside, when they're talking about sports, it's a lot easier to grasp them talking about Michael Jordan right. than the on-hit percentage of the Oakland A's second baseman. It's just easier. Right. Um, I had It was funny... I thought the performances were fucking great. Mm-hmm. I thought Chris Tucker was 
I don't even know. I don't know the guy he was actually playing, mm-hmm. but I just was like, I don't know who you are, but I feel like you got it spot on. That, um, th- that was the role that didn't exist in the first draft. And after Ben Affleck talked to Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan was like, this guy was integral in me signing with Nike. He has to be in this story. And they just oh, like, shit. that's why Chris Tucker improvised most his lines because his Perfect. character wasn't in the first draft. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was such a good time. Hell yeah. Any other thoughts on Air or anything else to, uh, that you watched this past week? I thought Air was good. I thought Air was good. I, I agree. I thought it was good. Damn right. Four for four. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of Winston <laughs> Files Attack. I saw the Pamela Anderson documentary. Oh, from Pamela? The one on, was it yeah. CNN? It was on yeah, Netflix. Was on Netflix. Yeah. it's Might have been produced by them. Yeah. Pamela Love Story so sweet i mean there's nothing in there that's like new or you know like it's not a documentary that you're like wow i've never seen a documentary done like this before but that's that's fine you know she's just here telling her story in a real way her son actually is the one who produced it and was like mom you have so many letters and so much story in your lifetime that you know you've always been a caricature for people you know we only see you as one certain way what better time than now to kind of reinvent yourself and really show people who you are at heart it was just so well done um i did watch the pam and tommy um Mm -hmm. hulu i know like she she addresses it and i'm just like damn like even when i was watching pam and tommy i'm like fuck this shouldn't have gotten made this Mm -hmm. shouldn't have gotten made but i'm watching it you know because it, it's like a double-edged sword because those performances, I think, were fucking great. At the same time, it's a story that you're like, Shh, no one gave them permission for this. It's so crazy. Right. But- they show a clip of it in the documentary where they ask Tommy, like, what do you think about this? And he's like, fucking cool. <laughs> and meanwhile, Pamela <laughs> is like, not okay. So she does address that. And after seeing it, you're like, fuck, it's definitely shouldn't have gotten made still yeah. today. But it's it, it was just nice. It, like she, I felt for her so much, and I'm like, I just hope you have a comeback. Like put her in the next season of White Lotus or something. Like just that'd be rad as fuck. Right. So they showed her. They showed a clip of her on Broadway, her she playing Roxy Hart. Uh huh. And it was just I didn't see the whole thing, but just the parallels between Roxy Hart and Pamela Anderson is like fucking genius. Mm. Um. I just want her to have the career she actually wanted. Yeah. That's, that's really it. They're talking about rebooting Baywatch. Bring her back. Let her keep Period. her clothes on. CJ. Mm-hmm. This is not a movie, but this is something I've been watching more than anything in my entire life. Probably since I was like three years old. Wait, 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 wait. Can we guess? Mm. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carmela can't. Okay. Like Carmel go last. So this is a TV show or something that you've been watching since you were three. Mm-hmm. Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> what is that? Zoom. Come on. What is no, that's Zoom. Come on. Zoom. Zoom. Come on. Come on. Zoom. It was like the best. I like wrote Eddie, them. Mella, you got me right. It was on PBS. Yeah. Come on. No what is it? And they did like weird shit. It was like public access. It was a bunch of kids doing like goofy like kid improv games like. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna. You have to turn your back, and you have to explain to me how to uh, make this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And like, they would take everything literally, like 
put the jelly on the bread and they would just take the jar of jelly and put it on a loaf of bread. Hilarious. Great wow. time. Wanted to Mel, do you want to start a Zoom? <laughs> Let's fucking do it, dude. <laughs> well, I was wrong. Lacey, what's your guess? Uh, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That's a good guess. I don't know. I don't think Pokemon was out yet. Um, Mel? General Hospital, baby. General what? Hospital. <laughs> General Hospital just recently had its 60th anniversary, which is crazy. That's it's crazy. one of the last daytime soap operas still airing, even after, you know, writer strikes and cancellations and network changes. General Hospital is, like, still around. And I I have been watching this since before I can remember. It, it's just in my DNA. It's in things that I write. It, it's in things that I like to watch. Yeah. So it's crazy that the show is still standing and that it's being celebrated. Um, Luke and Laura, Sonny and Brenda, the Castadines, the Quartermains. It's insane. Elizabeth Taylor was on GH at one point. That's crazy. Playing a, a great villain. She showed up at Luke and Laura's wedding and, and placed a curse on them. It's just outlandish shit. But it, 60 years later, it's still here. And yeah, I just wanted to shout that out. If anyone out there watches GH, if you're a soap head, hit me up. Um, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, and then I just saw Super Mario Bros. Do you think I know every human being with a mustache wearing an identical outfit with a hat with the letter of his first name on it? <laughs> because I don't. Bowser is coming. Together, we are going to stop that monster. How? Look at us. We're adorable. Oh, I got this. No problem. <laughs> Oh yeah, what'd you think? Um, it, it was fu- it was fun. It yeah. was fun. Yeah, I, yeah I, I didn't love it. But. I grew up, you know, I grew up playing Mario with my dad, and it was really cool. I got to see it with my with my parents. We were on we were all on a little vacation. We all saw it, so that was really special for me, and that was really cool. Yeah, ton of Easter eggs. I don't think I stopped smiling the entire time I watched it, but mm-hmm. I can't argue anybody that was like, I didn't like it or it's a bad movie. I can't argue with that. Because it's plot wise and dialogue wise, it's it's like cotton candy. It's just like Yeah. It's pretty I, to look at, melts in your mouth and it's gone. I <laughs> thought I went in not really knowing much, but another behind the curtain. Carmela just got me a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. Josh just got me Super Mario Odyssey for Christmas. Hey. So I'm deep in that. I've been playing Mario Kart. So it was all very fresh from mm-hmm. my childhood as well. I thought I, I thought there was gonna be something like subversive about it. I don't know, but it's just it's just Super Mario, and that's that's cool too. So I didn't I didn't have I didn't think it was bad. I, I just, you know, it was fun. It was cute. I'm gonna say something controversial. Ooh. Oh, Lacey, come on, bitch. I don't want celebrities to be voice actors anymore. <gasps> Unless, with an asterisk, you are Jack Black. Gonna, actually, <laughs> well, that's two, not fair. Well, the two I was going to bring up were, were You Jack cannot Black. tell me that Bowser was not the best part of that movie. That's all I've been yeah. hearing. No, I, that's what I'm saying. It's not fair because he was great. Yeah. So everybody else cannot do it anymore. But Jack Black can't. What about like someone like Keegan-Michael Key, who is very much... No, I will say, 
I, I I talked about the movie with my brother, and I had this big rant about literally Anya Taylor Joy was probably in the booth for thirty minutes for that whole movie, like, yeah. and it was just Anya Taylor Joy. Same with Chris Pratt. Like there was fucking Seth Rogen told them when he was offered the role, he was like, "I'm not doing a voice. I'm not going to do oh, it." He didn't respect. do one for Pumbaa. He didn't do it for Donkey Kong. I sit there and I can't separate. Yeah. The two. I just see them and I see them just standing in the booth like cashing in a paycheck. Mm-hmm. However, I was like, obviously, Jack Black stole the show. Like, he was incredible. Bowser was the best part of the movie. I would just watch a full 90 minutes about Bowser. But Keegan Michael Key as Toad, I turned to Josh like 30 minutes into the movie and I was like, who is that again? Because he actually put on a voice. He actually was acting and emoting and performing and silly. If you're going to do voiceover, especially a for, for a cartoon, right. be a character. Right. I, I agree with that. I can't believe I'm about to do this. But I actually really enjoyed Mario and Luigi's performances. Mm. I did like Charlie Day. I liked Charlie I thought, Day. A I thought lot. they were both pretty great. That's all. <laughs> I, think, I, think I don't know. Day, I think Charlie Day was fucking perfect, and I think that's as much his performance as it is just spot on casting and writing. Because like, mm-hmm. well, also Charlie, Charlie Day has a very unique. He's a cartoon, right? Yeah. 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 Give me Luigi, Luigi's Mansion. Oh, I love num, that num, part. Num, the sequence was so great. Do you know Rashawn? And wait, then it, and then it was just like a sequence. Do you know Luigi's Mansion? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played it. I forget we had this conversation. Why? What happened? Because your birthday's coming up, bitch. Oh, <laughs> not the dad crack. <laughs> <laughs> I guess to <laughs> to pull from a movie that we both. Well, we all love, but I'm talking to Lacey. Inside Out, there's not a lot of voice work going on. It's just really incredibly cast. And acted. You don't think they were acting? On your their joy? BB, oh, no. But, she was, but there was also nothing to, like, they didn't give her enough to work with. Oh, I you thought I mean? Peach was, like, really well done. I liked Peach's character. I liked that she was a badass. I liked that she was a leader. I liked that. I that thought was, that was all really cool. But that's all like within the first five minutes. And then she's just kind of exposition. You know what I mean? The character idea was great, but I feel like they kind of just let her down after that. Yeah, I can agree it's, with that. It started as a subversion because Peach is known, especially in early Mario, as you go rescue Peach. Yeah, and then, like her building the level and then like just bodying the whole thing and then being like training Mario. I thought that was a really cool switch. I don't know. I don't know. I, I dug it. Maybe I just wasn't thinking about it. It it is a hard line to toe because you know you don't you because you get the the Lewis Black and in Inside Out. You get Charlie Day as Luigi. Like those are great, and that that's casting and writing. But then. That kid that has to go hand in hand with like Annie Taylor Joy's Peach, so like it's a it's a tricky line to toe. Yeah, I wanted because I, I I feel like I thought I was gonna come out feeling how you felt, Lace, and then halfway through it, I I 
felt like I really cared about both the brothers and their bond. I wish there was a whole lot more, but yeah, I wanted more of that. I thought that I thought everyone, minus Sonia Dodo, did a really great job. I, I, w- I wanted more of Fred Armisen. I think Cranky Kong is a really fun character, and he, I think he caught a gun way bigger. I just feel like the movie as a whole, I, like, I don't know how it's possibly rushed because it's been in progress for so long, but everything just felt so like, okay, we have to get everything done and get to the adventure, and okay, it's over. Like, Vapid seems really harsh. It's, I don't mean it that harshly, but it was very just, like, surface level. You know the plot points of this, so let's just throw everything you know about Mario at you. Carts, like I don't, I don't know. It was just all there without also, any explanation. <laughs> I think I what's know. missing is like you're a part of Mario when yeah. you're playing it. You know, like you are so involved in the story, and yes. it just felt very. I felt very removed as a viewer of the movie. Everything was just presented as is. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. But, I mean, Jack Black was... Incredible. Let me go on the record on this mic. He was he was awesome. Yeah. Uh, favorite part of Mario was the... Not even cameo, but the moment... I love Diddy Kong. He's He might be my favorite Mario character. And the, the shot of Diddy, Dixie, and Kitty Kong. I was a kid in candy store, dude. Um, also, I, also, Brian Tyler, who did the score for the new screen did this score and i thought he just weaved all the oh my god motifs and themes really 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 well it was perfect the the sewer uh, dungeon like yeah. mix the world one one mix like the score was um real quick speaking of pokemon shouts out to my boy ash ash finally became a pokemon champion and his series is now ending a new protagonist is picking up in the cartoon so team anyway what are we fighting about today josh yeah i never get to do this (laughs) we as a squad not together that's a lie (laughs) we watched swat (laughs) i want you to put together a young top-notch team for me dan you select them you train them you mold them well, I'm beginning to like this guy already. What's it like, the real thing? It's faster. Mount up. We got the call. We are waiting the arrival of an international fugitive. The family's fortune is estimated in the billions of dollars. I will give $100 million to whoever gets me out of here. Are you for real or what, Holmes? What the hell happened? Our motorcade has been hit. Stay alert, they're coming out of the woodwork. We have an ex-SWAT guy leading this attack. Matilla's escaping. Okay, guys, this is what we trained for. SWAT is a 2003 action movie directed by Clark Johnson, written by Robert Hamner, Ron Meaded, and Jim McClain. An imprisoned drug kingpin offers a huge cash reward to anyone that can break him out of police custody, and only the LAPD's special weapons and tactics team can prevent it. It stars Samuel L. Jackson, Colin Farrell, Michelle Rodriguez, LL Cool J, Josh Charles, Jeremy Renner, Brian Van Holt, and Olivier Martinez. I want you all to picture something for me. 
the year is 2005, summertime, let's say early August, mid-teens, 14, 15-year-old Josh and all of his friends are sitting in the basement that they gather in every single day. They're bored. They say, what do you want to watch? I don't know, SWAT? Sure, let's watch SWAT. Where is it? It's already in the DVD player. Let's just watch it again. That happened at least 10, 12 times growing up. Whoa. I have watched this movie so many times. Shouts out to Taylor and Matt. Uh, that I didn't realize. And then I had, you know, I grew up. And I didn't realize just how much I'd watched it until rewatching it now. Because it had been, I'd say, at least a decade since I'd watched it last. Like you knew the lines? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Lacey, was I quoting along? I don't remember. No. Great. Thank goodness. But yeah, I know all the lines. <laughs> Not all the lines. Most of them. I wasn't worried if this was going to hold up because I know, I mean, it's a copaganda movie, which I want to touch on a little bit later. But I knew that I'd still be safe because I have such a fondness for this movie that I don't care. It is pure early 2000s action to a T. The dialogue is cheesy, the dudes are hot, and the guns are loud. Alright? I'm into it. I don't expect this to be as much of a beating as Wild Wild West, but I'm ready either way, baby. <laughs> Rashawn, hit me. So, I saw this movie in the theater. I'm so jealous. Because a boy I liked wanted to go see it. <laughs> oh, shit! Cute. Was- it was a it was a group outing, but okay. he voted for SWAT, so Rashawn voted for SWAT. Mm-hmm. Weak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what he'll do! Uh, all of these years later, haven't learned. Um, oh my god! Lesson not learned. <laughs> lesson not learned. Um, I do not like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And for the life of me, I was going to say I couldn't understand, but I get why Josh likes it, but it is not good. (laughs) And I can't even fully say, like, I don't like it because the last 30 minutes I can't even see. So, (laughs) (laughs) brightening some shit. No, it is perfectly calibrated. Who's watching I'm SWAT not fin- in the daytime? I'm not going to change it for SWAT. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> I just, um, it is, it reminds me of much better movies. And that's, I hate that. It's a lady, lazy criticism, but that's all I got right now. Yeah, I, I, I That's all mm-mm. I need right now. <laughs> Lacey, talk to me, babe. Um... I didn't dislike SWAT. That's a win. (laughs) Mella, how do you feel? (laughs) (laughs) Daisy, if you don't get your ass over here to the dark side. (laughs) Here's the thing. No, I want to get to Mella's point first, and then I want to, I do actually want to do a psychological deep dive into Lacey's response. So first, Mel, I'd like to hear from you. Um, no surprise here that I've never fucking seen this movie. You correct? Um, yeah. n- nothing I would put on. I've seen it on CBS. I'm sure 
clicked right through it. I would click right through it again. <laughs> this movie is so fucking boring. Jesus Christ. Boring? Boring. And this is the thing. We know this. If you've been listening from day one, or if you just started at this episode. Crazy. You know. Crazy, first of all. What, what, <laughs> what are you doing? What, yeah. Go back a couple. Um, <laughs> there's, a, be, there's like one or two screams, a couple of Halloween. Right. Start there. Go listen. Start with the fan favorite. <laughs> Jaws. A couple traps in there. Please. Um, me and Josh's taste couldn't be more opposite. Uh, like. Holy shit. And it's crazy because I feel like we are very alike, mm-hmm. but our tastes are very different. Yeah. So I have seen the action movies that we've done on this pod because of you. And I'm like, you know what, bitch? I actually had a good time because it was fun. The action was fun. But this one, I just felt like it was so it's like just like dad light. And it just kind of seemed like. Oh, uh, we, we know this. We know this. Uh, this formula so well, so we'll just like push it out again, and people will watch it. But there was nothing really like new or inventive, which I get. It's a classic two thousands action fl- flick, like you said. But it just was very much that to me. Like, okay, we have a formula. We're gonna put these hot guys in there and this very good looking woman, and we'll see what sticks. And that's what stuck. Damn, this yeah. movie made 207 million dollars at the box office oh easy yeah easy. especially yeah. 2003 printing money Ten david to the one four corner confirm that you have contained roger we're holding on the one four corner Ten david to all units confirm that you're holding Ten david we're holding top stairwell shut up gamble street where the hell are you why aren't you responding let's be cool now calm down i'm controlling this situation you understand me Gamble Street, why aren't you responding now? Um, so back to Lacey's point. <laughs> this is a, a wider thing to expand on the married couple in the pod. So I thought about this wider, wider. Um, (laughs) mostly a little b um so the untanned side okay yeah bless you i get a lot of shit for when Lacey brings in her weird childhood movies that like i don't hate them strays am i wrong Lacey? are they weird (laughs) no they're very weird weird as shit and i i catch a lot of flack for being like i didn't hate it same just now with Lacey, saying she didn't dislike SWAT. And I think the Wild Wild West aside, I think it's so clear when a movie is so like. If if why, I had not, why are to- we giving a pass to Wild Wild West? That movie sucks. No, this I, I'm saying this is a negative. <laughs> yeah. What I'm about to say this is a negative for Wild Wild West. Apologies. Continue. <laughs> Rashawn's got his spicy pants on today. Um, Dude, I'm hungry. <laughs> It's so clear that, like, I grew up, the way I grew up, and how I grew up, and the culture I grew up in with my friends, it's clear that I watched this movie, and I love this movie, and it's just kind of embedded in my DNA. The same with late any, throw a dart at the wall of the Lacey movies that she's brought in. It's like, 
I can't fully dislike it because I can see, I can see how my wife grew up watching it. Part of and same with I, I'm I'm speaking for you a little bit, but I ventured I guess a little bit with SWAT. It's just kind of this movie is so obviously my choice that. Yeah, absolutely, and I don't. I mean, I think that's part of a good relationship too. Is like I'm gonna take interest in the things that you take interest in. Taking notes, sure. you too. Huh? Are you taking notes? A uh, Carmella and I are platonically fucking married. So yeah. Carmella, <laughs> Carmella, what are you? <laughs> He's been watching the town with me dude dude i rewatched the town dude, yesterday oh my I god i saw that should have brought that. that instead hey oh that movie <laughs> talk about a jerry jeremy renner i can get behind hmm. i'm talking about literally you mean right literally get behind him oh no. i'm not in my i'm not in my top area right now but um <laughs> uh listeners Speaking. fast forward dude you heard it here first he's like He's next level in that movie. He's great. Yeah, it's his best performance. Speaking of <clears throat> hotness, Letterbox does not stop talking about how hot Colin Farrell is in this movie. Wow, mm-hmm. that's mainly most of the things. If Absolutely. you look on Letterbox, it's rude how good looking he is. So I was going to ask to me, and I do not like hair gel. So maybe that's just me. Mm-hmm. But I think he's hotter in so many more movies. But. Uh, is is this like top three, top five, Colin in terms of hotness for you guys? Um, but he's, he's just like fucking hot. I mean, like, he's yeah, like, like it doesn't matter. I think this was like I would give like Minority Report. Mm. Colin Farrell, he could ruin my life. Phone booth. <laughs> Phone booth. Phone no. booth. Colin Farrell. What about what is the, Mr. 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 Banks? No, Mr. No. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. The, the Heath Ledger joint? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's very, very hot. What's the one where he has long hair and it, it like totally bombed? Miami Vice. No, <laughs> maybe like... Oh, Alexander. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, try, he tried to get his Troy on. Yeah, I was like Troy-esque. I, I have a slight bone. It's not really a bone. Mm-hmm. It's the way that you described Lacey's feelings towards this. I feel like... I align with your movie taste, surprisingly, the most on this I think you do, show. Too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Your discrepancies are so frustrating, Josh. What's that? Go on. <laughs> you made me sit through this, and you have yet to see a single Fast and Furious movie, and I just don't... That's crazy. It doesn't make sense, Josh. Can I tell you why? Fast Five... I wipes this movie. I like, don't like cars. So? <laughs> Lightning McQueen ain't in it. You gonna be I okay? I don't like cops. I watched this fucking movie. <laughs> I think, I, actually, I wanted, I wanted to talk about that. We're not gonna be... I'm, okay, listeners, full disclosure, I didn't expect to talk about this movie a lot. Whatever. I want to talk one more thing, then we'll get back to the movie. Okay. I, I gotta ride the wave here. It's very interesting... Because I grew up watching a lot, like a lot of a copaganda, a lot of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that, but I am I am very vehemently anti-cop IRL. Mm-hmm. Is that just a failure in the movie? Is that a, a success in my in, in in the folks that I've surrounded myself with? And I mean, I, 
eventually, I guess you probably too, since you were a boy in the 90s or Sean, you probably consumed a, a decent amount of top material as well. I mean, two differences, gay and black. So not as much. What? <laughs> you heard it here first. Listeners, <laughs> I'm black. <laughs> but yeah, but kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. Mine was more TV. And, mm-hmm. um, New York Undercover. My shit, dude. But mine was like NYPD Blue, right? New York Undercover. Well, it's just like a, a hard procedural. thing to miss, you know? Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. so much media out yeah. there with cops, detectives, this whole mm-hmm. thing that it's like, yeah. yeah, you just like turn the channel and it's going to be another cop something. And I still think today, you know, my grandma oh, yeah. watches like five things that are S- cops or detectives. I think SVU mm-hmm. is still the highest rated TV show. Totally. In the country for like years and years yeah. running. Right. It's just interesting. I mean, I don't think there's much, too much to digest or figure out, but it's just interesting that, I mean, it could be, to Mel's point, it could be an oversaturation. It's like, I'm not going to, at this point, cops, like, cops on TV are so perfect that, like, right. it's, it's, it's furthered that divide between real life cops and TV cops that, like, at this point, like, cop shows and movies are genuine fantasy. Yeah. Like, oh shit, he wants to help also, someone out? It's also just an easy storytelling device. Like mm-hmm. good guys, bad guys. Yeah. A point A, point B. Yeah. So many procedurals are just that. And I feel like you slot this cops, firefighters, doctors, lawyers. You know, yeah. that's easy. Yeah. Easy. All right. Let's turn this plane around. Hey, David, we just got a report. A plane has landed on the 6th Street Bridge. They what? Let's mount up! All right, give me a car downstairs now. What? 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 What's hey, how got room for one of you. I'm not going to get out of my wife. No, 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 Richard. Hey. Oh, Richard. 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 Richard is gone, so sit down and shut up. 20 seconds. See you, Open floor. Is there anything anybody liked? I mean, I love Samuel Jackson. He's just, a, like, it's just seems, easy casting. Just <laughs> seems like an easy answer, but continue. <laughs> well i just think it's like oh, yeah i like the most likable actor in the world yeah, i know I, I actually was surprised because i didn't want to like look up too much about this movie i just wanted to go mm-hmm. into it um and i was like oh my god samuel l <laughs> like i was just so pleasantly surprised that he was here did you know ll cool j was in it yes i knew I him forgot and... ll cool j was in it <laughs> until he <laughs> you yeah. mentioned it again mm-hmm Wait, I was you gonna mean you say just now? Gonna, just now, yeah. Because <laughs> I was the worst gonna review say any of us could have ever <laughs> said. <laughs> Watched it. Sorry to got on understand. the pod to review it. Because <laughs> I was going to say, I actually think like the core casting of this is really well done. Like I think everybody's really strong. I think everybody's. Like, aside from one writing issue that I have that we'll get to, but, like, I think as far as a cast, I think it's 
really solid, apparently, aside from Hello Cool J. <laughs> he's, the, he's like the fun, he's the comedic relief. He's so fun. He, he's barely in it. Right. He's I barely, barely in it. That's the thing, too, is yeah. maybe because we're so... Um, it's been a minute, obviously, that I'm like, okay, like LL Cool J's in this, and I was expecting him to be like very much in it to the point where when he come, you know, like when he shows up, I'm just like, okay, here we go, and then he just is like you said, the comic relief, and I'm like, oh, the okay. only time he was the comic relief is when he did his stupid LL Cool J, <laughs> look at my abs at the pizza uh. place, yeah. I mean, he's fucking... Shut up, Rashawn. Holy shit. No, dude. <laughs> Let me be happy. It's crazy. <laughs> His body is nuts. It's I, <laughs> But he's also just like a really good actor. He is. He plays he's... like a terrific villain in this other 90s or 2000s cop movie called In Too Deep. He's so, so fucking good. And then in this, he's just kind of... Like you guys said, the comic relief. I mean, and he it cuts to him for a, a peek behind the curtain. This is like maybe I'd say our longest gap from watching to recording, at least for most of us, I think. So for you guys, I think a lot of the little things and one-offs and one-lines have probably already been flushed down the toilets of your minds. <laughs> for me, it's all in there. All Cool J's little lines like, fucking down like a shotgun. Like, do you remember that he said that? Absolutely now not. that now that you've said it, yeah, I remember. Lacey, he wasn't even in the movie 15 minutes ago. <laughs> now I remember, though. I remember now. But, like, he's got a lot of those little cutaways where it just, like, cuts to him for one line. And, like, I think he's really charming and he does the most with what he's given, which is very right. little. I agree with that. He it's the thing charming. that we talk about where it's, like, if maybe if the plotter isn't the greatest, you get great actors and you put them in these parts and mm-hmm. they'll... are you saying LL Cool J is a great actor Rashawn? I am I, yeah. th- I think he can be I get in this <laughs> but <laughs> overall <laughs> no one no one's really given the chance to shine you know what I mean but a fantastic actor yeah I guess I oh, haven't seen you're... LL Cool J enough in anything in too deep I'm gonna bring it I'm gonna bring it that's um, the shark one that's deep boozy. That's oh, okay. that's deepest bluest. My head is like a shark's fin. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's with the Samuel Jackson thing too, right? That is also Samuel Jackson. That's in our United, intro, baby. isn't it? That's in our intro, yeah. Come on. Nella, back to you. Boring? Yeah. The opening the opening scene with Renner and Farrell breaking in the bank. Um the cool the cool little like bedding scene they have on the shooting range where Colin Farrell's getting his redemption arc uh, where they break into the guy who's having a mental break on his house and they use use the ram uh, the final scene uh, what the scene on the train that's the coolest scene in cinema history in cinema history <laughs> that's crazy Joshua crazy maybe statement. category dark <laughs> <laughs> can't see it. Villanueva it was taking notes when he watched this. That's all I'm saying. And Christopher Nolan. Can't see Christopher, shit. don't make me stick up for Nolan right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I there was just like a a very boring tone to it. I it's very hard to describe. <laughs> but I'm like, I understand like everything that you said, like these are like 
these big fun set pieces but like the bank robbery um maybe like 30 ish minutes into it maybe 40 minutes i don't know just pretty soon um i was like oh okay the i, I know what's gonna happen right i know the twist which is fine again it's the formula like, that, like, we're not Gam gamble's gonna come back you mean yeah yeah that gamble's yeah. gonna come back he's he's gonna have a team with him like it, it's just like the formula that we already know that's gonna happen and maybe that's part of the boredom is that we've all seen this before but i'm a rom-com queen so i don't mind a formula i i like a good I like a good formula, but I just feel like this is not even the issue really for me. It just kind of seemed like, mm, kind of like what Rashawn was saying, like it's a, it's boring, but we'll put these fun people in it to just make some money. That was walking away. My biggest gripe with this movie, I guess now as an adult is it, it plays very safe in terms of the genre. I think, I think I wanted it to either take itself way more seriously and be even darker or I wanted to have a lot more fun. And I think it, I think it's in the middle and I think that's probably to me as a uh, 28th repeat viewer, it's biggest downfall is that it doesn't like, I think this, I mean, look at the SWAT TV show with Shamar Moore. I, it's, it's so popular. Right. And I think because it leans in, it's very serious. It takes itself very seriously. So I think if it would have committed one way or the other, which is not something a 2003 movie usually does. So obviously it's a moot point, but. Boy, do I have a film franchise for you. What? Yeah. You want a little Fast funny? You want a little. take it seriously. <laughs> what if I, Rashawn, what if I don't like Vin Diesel? That's fine. Don't like him as a presence? Yeah, I don't like watching him. Uh, I think he seems like a nice dude. I just don't hmm. like watching. Well, like, okay, you don't have to watch all 10. <laughs> Stay tuned for our Fast and Furious retrospective in May. <laughs> <laughs> Before Fast X. But Fast Five, it which is the one I keep harping on, is just like a perfect action movie. It has crime. It has cops. It has a bank heist. And it's family. this. It's, and it's family. Family. <laughs> follow-up what am i that's that's like a cute thing about me though what am i supposed to say when i break you the still ice have now? you still have avatar right. you still have you have a bunch. but i've seen avatar it's lazy not, not the way of water i've never seen either it's the most interesting thing lacy has got that i've got fast and the furious she also has fast and the furious if i watch fast five she pulls ahead by two but you can't be the action guy then you gotta hand over the crown baby give it to me even i've seen that shit come on What's your favorite part of Wild Wild West? Why do you keep bringing that up? Because if I keep reminding you about that, this doesn't look so bad. <laughs> I think, okay, I'm going to talk about like the two like main issues I have with the story as a whole. Mm -hmm. The first one is Boxer. Boxer is shown to be a major dickhead. Mm -hmm. And then they're on the same team. And then there's no character development, and then he dies. Well, he gets sh shot. So why am I supposed to care? Not only does he not get no character development, but he barely gets a part, like, on the squad. Like, he is not... Yeah. He's, he's not Jim. He's not Chris. 
and he's not TJ. Like TJ gets a lot of focus. Yeah, Josh, Josh Charles, I think, has the most actor friendly part. Like he gets Thank to act most. Her. I think in this movie. Can we go back to actors' names because characters are easily related? Sorry, <laughs> Colin, Michelle, and Josh Charles. They, they like, can't. <laughs> I'm over here on IMDb like I'm a professional and I have the cast list up right there so I can look at it come on lady that's why you're the best host on the show because I was lost you guys don't have the IMDb cast list in front of you when we do these I'm on Wikipedia I got it I got it I got it do you how much, do you, look how much easier this is it's just, everything's right there it's just boom right there I got the little cast on, on Wikipedia but then you get she was, mo- she was moving very quick because I was like, who's T- oh, no, TJ? <laughs> I feel like the three of them have a lot uh, to do and a lot of focus. And, but if you're trying to develop the SWAT team as a whole, let me, let's lose Michelle. Let's, you know, let's, let's. Who who has character weight? She has a daughter at home. She's a romantic interest. She's the only female on the team. Like that's a lot of character that we know and care about. Boxer is Colin Farrell's ex girlfriend's brother. I think is I th- what their relationship is. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and I agree with you. I think it would have been as an audience member. I would have been way more stressed if we see LL Cool Gate, LL Cool J get shot or Michelle Rodriguez get shot in the neck because, you know, we have all this growth with Michelle and the the lovely scene at the grocery store with LL Cool J and his family and it's his kids. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. And if we saw him get shot, we'd care. And the only scene we get in that real world, like, montage from Boxer is... Uh, from Brian Van Holt, excuse me, from Brian Van Holt, <laughs> is him, like, ignoring his wife. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's but not I a think, good look. I think the only reason that it's him is because it's been established that him and Josh Charles' character, TJ, they're friends. And so so TJ gets upset that Gamble shot... I'm uh, <laughs> just doing both. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just keep going. Gamble is easy. That's Jeremy Renner. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Gamble gets upset that that boxer was the one that was shot, and then before Josh Charles kills himself, all he needs to he needs to know that boxer is okay. And so I think I agree with you. I think it would have been way more heavy if if it was anyone else. But that's the reason is because his connection to Josh Charles's character. That's the reason he was the one that got shot. I guess they'll let me see a little bit more of that, but like I understand what you're saying. Yeah. The other issue I have with this movie is that our antagonist, we have two, but we lose one after five minutes, and then the other one isn't introduced until like 45 minutes, close to an hour in to the movie. I think the premise... For both of them, for both Olivier and, sorry, I don't know what to do now. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever feels natural. I think the premise for both Jeremy Renner's character and Olivier's character, I think they're both really great premises for their own story, for their own movie. You can tell that this movie's based off of a TV show, like where a TV show has a lot more time. They tried to cram too much into this one without really doing enough, 
if that makes sense. It feels like a setup movie. Yeah. Um, almost like a. I hate to bring this in, but almost like a an origin MCU story, where it's like we, you know we're gonna get at least three more adventures with this group. Um, so much so that they end the movie going off on on the next, you know, adventure. Mm-hmm. But right. I I agree that don't take away Jeremy Renner, who's a great foil and a great energy to combat Colin Farrell, or introduce Olivier right off the bat. Yeah, and then just have that plot be the immediate inciting incident. As soon as he's in the movie, he's like he gets arrested. He drops the money. Who's going to come get me? And that's the movie from Jump. I'm a, I'm a sucker for that kind of villain point, dude. The $100 million to anyone that can look me out. And then just like all of the underbelly of the city gets exposed. Dude, I'm a sucker for that shit. It's so such it becomes a great idea. It's one such a SWAT great team idea. versus the city. Come on. Kind of felt like um, Smoke and Aces. It's Jeremy Piven and there's just a bounty on his head and all these assassins just come out of the woodwork. But that happens like right away. And then we meet people and learn about them as the, the bounty keeps going. But this doesn't, this is a two hour movie. Why? So it moves. How's boxer? What do you care? Come on, Hondo. Just give me that. It's going to make it. Good. Just couldn't resist, could you? So what do you want to do? God damn it, Sarge. Speaking of rom-com, um, do we like the the budding romance between... No? No, ma'am. <laughs> no? Between... Uh... Michelle and Colin? There's just not enough. It's, yeah. No. I think they have great chemistry. They do, mm-hmm. and I think I, th- I liked the scene at the daughter's birthday party. And I think if it if it if they just kept it platonic and like they're just partners, they're like if it just like Chris is his new partner, I think that would have been even cooler. But yeah, I I think it it again it doesn't quite do enough in either direction. It's a little too vague. Mm-hmm. I feel like David Ayer perfects this later on with with end of watch Mm -hmm. kind of slims it down and makes it super tight did you so did you guys not like jeremy renner because this was his breakout role like he exploded after this this was like his first movie i think his first big movie at least starring role what did we think about like right after um i thought he was fine yeah i thought he was good yeah yeah okay and contrary to Rashawn thinking the last scene with the train is too dark, I think that scene is really fun. That's like one of my favorite scenes, dude. I love that scene so much. I the the train crushing his head. Yo, the most like what the fuck? It's just so impersonal, and like they were partners and best friends, and like. I I think I was like what I, I I was watching it, and I'm like, wait, what just happened? And then Rashawn's like, the train crushed his head, and I'm like, <laughs> all casual. He, he kicks his what? head into the train like a goddamn soccer ball. I had to rewind that shit. Yeah, I I'm guess. like, what the? F- this just 
it's the sound it's like a it's like a wet crunch i also thought i don't know what the solution is here i just thought that homeboy killing himself in the plane Mm -hmm. car plane it's the plane after they after they down it yeah yeah was just like crazy too but then i again i was like did he need to kill himself? And Rashawn's like, well, what else is he going to do? Like, yeah. go to prison? And I'm like, perhaps. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed, like, so rash. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, he betrayed all of his friends. He, like, he has nothing left. He he doesn't have a family. They make that very clear throughout the whole movie that he's just, like, this bachelor that all he cares about is making money and getting bitches and gambling. And, like... <laughs> He, he won't have that like he think he realizes that he's going to be he's serving life in prison so that was the one thing i remembered about this movie very vividly is that josh josh charles's character was in on it mm-hmm. and so i was just waiting for that and i we had to wait a while but <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think he's really good but then i, I also don't understand the, the suicide in the in the play i mean that's i mean that's a, a, a man that all, all movie we've only seen him deal in like absolutes like he goes he goes bigger home he go, goes bigger goes home he's never one to kind of half-ass it or like you know just like go home on the weekend to the wife and kids like he's gonna get his huge paycheck he's gonna go spend it all on strippers and blow and then he's gonna come back to the SWAT team and like he's just big and it's all or nothing and now he's he tried all it didn't work and now he's got nothing I think the solution for me would be what you talked about before is if they knew what tone they were going for. If it was going to be kind of, if it was going to be really dark, like the TV show, which I've never seen, but if it was going to be a lot more serious, I think those two things wouldn't have been so jarring for me because we would have been like, okay, well, obviously this is the only thing he has left to do, but it just seems like guys joking around on the fucking yard and they're just you know like going back and forth that you're like this guy's not that bad and then even when he does have the switch up you're just like okay i kind of expected it but suicide it's guilt guilt. i guess so i think the train scene is so great too because because of how dark it is stay with me you can't tell who's who and i think that's fucking awesome because these guys growing up up until that split at the bank, they're the same dude. They're both veterans. They're both amazing at their job. They're both revered SWAT team members. And then there's a break. And like they're kind of the same guy. And and this train fight is an amalgamation of of two sides of the same person fighting to the death. <gasps> and then one of those sides gets his fucking skull crushed in by a moving train. That is a stretch, but I'm gonna let you have it. Thank you. By the because by the time they get to Sixth Street and and the bridge, the whole rest of the movie is just pitch black. Call it wicked, dark. (laughs) Come on, topical. (laughs) The reference. (laughs) Uh, Anything else, y'all? We cover everybody. We didn't really talk about Samuel Jackson. He's just great and charismatic and fun. I love. I love when he goes back and forth with uh, Reg is his name, right? The actor. Hold on. I don't have it in front of me. Mm-hmm. The captain? Yes. Reggie Cathan. Yeah, the lieutenant. Their relationship, the like old partners, friends, whatever. I love that. 
their 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 chemistry is fantastic. I also I just think his chemistry, he and Colin Farrell's chemistry is so perfect. Yeah. It's exactly right for the movie. Right. Samuel Jackson is like an all-time great at kind of generating chemistry. I was like, going to say, yeah, I think he can just do that do with it. anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. He's in a movie that you brought that kind of parodies this entire movie. What? <laughs> say it again. <laughs> the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the yeah. whole first scene of this is the parody of the other guys, right? Yeah. You yeah. mean the whole first scene of the other guys is a parody of this? That's exactly what I meant, yes. <laughs> the scene where Jeremy Renner shoots a hostage <laughs> is a parody of the other guys. Oh, yeah. What would you have done if you were in Gamble the bank? Shoes? In the bank. First of all, look- that woman did not deserve to get fucking shot. That no, she did. Crazy. But the 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 criminal was intent seemed very intent that he was gonna pull her out in the front in front of the news news camera and shoot her to send a message. Mm. Do you risk that? Um, or- I'm a rule. I'm not a rule breaker, so I'm. Mm. But we know this. I would probably be pissing, crying, throwing up in the corner if I was in that situation. <laughs> Fantastic. Mel? <laughs> Let's fucking shoot her. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Both of y'all suspended. <laughs> Lacey, you can run the cool you can run the cool little like shoelace camera thing. Okay. That makes me Colin Farrell. <laughs> we, we, also, we also didn't talk about Olivier Martinez as the villain, the uh, French guy. It's slimy. He's great. Yeah, he's great. Very one up. This movie is so like stereotypically cast. Like Colin Farrell looks like the bad boy SWAT, you know, whatever. LL Cool J looks like the newcomer, like the vain, fun newcomer. Like it's so there are no risks taken in the casting. Oh, one cast member we forgot. Octavia Spencer with the little cameo. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, that's Ma. <laughs> That's the Ma origin story. It's so offensively small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Academy Award winner, Octavia Spencer. <laughs> oh, perfect. Who wants to play a game? Me. <laughs> I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. They don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I guessing games. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. Being a member of SWAT is all about reacting and responding to high-pressure situations. You have to think quick, and you have to be precise, and you have to be correct. There's no room for failure. Okay. And what game is more stressful, has less room for failure, and requires more thinking than some trivia? Oh, oh my God. Ha! <laughs> 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 We avoided it for so long. We really did. We should have known. All right. I will give you the category, if you will. Each question is going to be about a different cast member of this movie. Okay? Mm -hmm. And there will be no repeats. So once you get the Samuel L. Jackson question, you won't get another one. Okay. Okay. Uh, Similar to Gamble and Street, teammates turned enemies. You guys are against each other. 
In 2022's The Banshees of Inishirin, starring Colin Farrell, what was the name of the actress who portrayed Jenny the Donkey? Josh. Whoa, I should know this. He wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. Um, Rashawn? That is correct. <laughs> God! I hate this already. I'm a, I am I want to go to bed. I want to go to it bed. Is, it is 8.15. Eight I don't eight. care. I'm tired. Look at God. <laughs> Shouts out to Jenny. Question number two. According to Ladies Love Cool James's hit single, who said knock you out? Rashawn. Mama. That is correct. <laughs> gonna I'm sorry, kick my feet up for I, this one. Sitting it. I use his government name. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Olivier Martinez was married to which American movie star who coincidentally what What the fuck Rashawn was mentioned in the film. Bonus points if you can uh quote generally uh the mention of her in the film. I cannot. But who is it from? But he was married to Halle Berry. That is correct. I don't know what quote you're talking about. Uh, when they're talking about, when they're joking about themselves turning in or uh, freeing Olivier Martinez's character, they're talking to each other what they do with the money. And LL Cool J's character says, uh, hire Halle Berry as my personal, I think, masseuse or chef. I've told y'all, I've seen this movie a lot. <laughs> All right, we're halfway done with trivia. Great. The two of you have been shot by bank robbers about six times over. I told you, I'm pissing, crying, throwing up in the corner. Well, this one has forced involvement from the three of you. So, okay. We got a little round robin action going on. This is the Samuel L. Jackson round. Okay. I'm going to have Mella start. We're going to go Mella, Lacey, Rashawn in the order of our intro. And all you have to do is uh, name a movie that Samuel L. Jackson has been in. And we're just going to keep going, and the last person standing gets the point. Cool? Is Marvel on the table? <clears throat> no. Let's say Marvel is on the table, but no sequels of any kind, including Marvel. Okay. I'll give each of you one like incorrect or one buzz, but after that, I'll give you one okay. boxer surviving a shot to the neck. All right, ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mel, go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just kind of give you a loose timer in my head. I'll let you know if you're running out of time. So go ahead, Mel. Start. Lakeview Terrace. Django. Pulp Fiction. Um, Captain Marvel. Uh, Avengers. Mm-hmm. Does that wipe them all out? All Avengers movies are off the table. Yeah. Oh, okay. A uh, Winter Soldier. It's me. Yeah. Um. Uh. Fuck. Why did I get so happy to do this wrong? Five five more seconds. I will say he has a a 205 acting credits. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good. Not good, Mama. I'm going to give you five more seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Is he he in... um, Is he in Jackie Brown? Yes. Yes. No, you were supposed to get out first. <laughs> is that what is is that the is this is it called Deep Blue Sea? Mm-hmm. Deep Blue Sea. 
Um, Kill Bill Volume 2. Mm, that's my next one, goddammit. Oh, fake. Oh, the other guys. Good job, Mel. What's the... Uh, he's got... Uh, the James McAvoy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is Glass? Mr. Glass? Glass? It's just glass. Okay. <laughs> um, men, women, and children. No, Whoa. that's not right. No, that's not right. <gasps> There's your one wrong. Everyone gets one. There's ah! your one. Snakes on a plane. Oh, did. Rashawn still has to go. You don't get oh! four. Oh. <laughs> I thought he got skipped. But we'll Sorry. bank mother, snakes. Mother and child. There you go. I and think. snakes on a plane. So Lacey, you're up. Oh. Jesus Christ. This shouldn't the timer's going to go a little quicker now. Uh, no, oh I, I, not on me. No. I get time. Oh, my um, God. <gasps> uh, Star Wars. I need mm. at least an episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> he has a purple lightsaber. I need at least an episode. And Come on, that, that's a good That's a good one. I, he and has, he's wearing brown. Okay, give me an episode or his character's name, and I'll give it to you. No. Just guess one. You have two. You basically have two guesses right now. Six. Three. Three. Six. Six was incorrect. Six was incorrect. Uh, Three. Two. One. He's in the first. He's in the second collection. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. The listeners are so mad at us right now. Rashawn, I'll give it to her. Just because she's the only one that uh, said she didn't hate it. No, that can be my one. That can be my one. No, I know. Your your one wrong is gone. (sighs) But you're still... Uh, The negotiator. Is he in Eve's Bayou? Fuck you. Yeah, he is. Okay. (gasps) Oh! um, uh, Christina Ricci. Uh, Justin Timberlake. I get five seconds. Mm. Uh, black black snake moan. Snake moan. Yeah. That's black snake moan. Yeah. Why Christine, didn't you say Ricky yes? And Justin Timberlake. I, mean, I, I was I was looking to Rashawn for confirmation because I wasn't exactly positive. He's got a lot of credits. I can't find them all. <laughs> he chains himself to her leg. Yeah. That's right. Um. Uh. Dude, what? The um. Fuck? Shaft. Oh, are you? What the fuck? Um. Okay. Mello, your wrong choice has been used up. Lacey, it's your turn. Incredibles. There we go. Nice. nice. <laughs> Mello still has to answer. Oh, that's I right. Mean, she does. Yeah. No, that's right. Um. Okay. She, you have five uh, more seconds. The uh, talented Mr. Ripley. Is he in that? No, that was my wrong answer. I don't have one. No, you already used it when the timer ran out. Oh, fuck. I You're thought out. I still had the fucking answer. <laughs> yeah. God At least he got it. excited to say Incredibles. That's fine. Rashawn, you're up. Timer goes now. Um, uh, Jungle Fever. Lacey, five seconds. Five? Um, he's got the glasses and the hat. It's... Time's up. No! No! Let me say it. Okay, go. Say it. No. <laughs> I'm right, but I won't say it because that's not fair. What? Kingsman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The timer was up. 
Oh. Let's keep going. Okay, Rashawn, go. Five seconds. No, I'm out. <laughs> Fuck. That's all I got. Five seconds, three. Um, I had it. Uh, the Hateful Eight. Two. Great. Yeah. Lacey, five seconds. Time's up. It was good to pull a Kingsman, though. That was good. All right, that point goes to Rashawn. <laughs> Of course it fucking does. We put up a good fight. That was really good. No Jurassic Park from Rashawn, though. I was holding that in my pocket. Who is he in Jurassic Park? He's the dinosaur, the T-Rex. <laughs> hold on to your butts. <laughs> He's the guy at the computer. When the T-Rex says, hold on to your butts, you know? <laughs> You'd recognize him if you saw him. Yeah. He gets eaten by a velociraptor yeah. pretty. All right. So that was the halfway mark of the game. Oh Next my question. God. Forgot what we were <laughs> what, what did Michelle Rodriguez have to train and obtain before filming the first Fast and the Furious movie? Lacey. Her driver's license. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. She I took a swing. A That's right. <laughs> took the shot like Gamble, baby. <laughs> nope. Michelle Rodriguez did not have a driver's license before filming. Oh, that's the beers. Jeremy Renner. Almost had to turn down the role of Gamble because he was offered another role at the same time. Lacey. Jeffrey Dahmer. That is correct. Two points for Lacey. <laughs> that happened at the exact same time, and then SWAT actually had to get delayed because of scheduling for Colin Farrell or Samuel L. Jackson. He played Dahmer? He did. In like the first Dahmer movie. Damn. All right, this last question is worth 20 points. Stop. Oh my god. Similar to the movie, this this is not the question. Similar to the movie, I also didn't Brian Van Holt's character. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, BBH. So for 20 points, Josh Charles starred in 108 episodes of CBS's The Good Wife. What is The Good Wife about? Uh, Rashawn? Juliana Margulies. Gets cheated on by Chris Noth, and she becomes a lawyer and takes over his law firm mm. in the divorce. I should have known you would know what the good wife was about. Right. I was That's gonna a guess a doctor. Show. <laughs> I started this show, started this episode talking about soaps. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle, man. Congratulations, Rashawn. You won SWAT trivia. I have like a rambling answer of what was the good wife about to make sure I covered all the bases of anyone just guessing. <laughs> it's like uh, a legal drama a woman goes uh, becomes an attorney after an affair scandal question mark and her husband might be in jail question mark. <laughs> all right, wrapping things up. Um, it seems we've come to the conclusion that Colin Farrell's hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. LL Cool J and Samuel Jackson are incredibly charismatic. And um, Olivia Martinez was one lucky guy for like four years in the mid 2010s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a real lucky guy. Great. What? Because is... <laughs> of Halle Berry. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can agree on that, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, we end each episode with a quick round of Six Degrees of Separation, connecting one of the stars of this week's episode to one of the stars of next week's episode. So, who can give me the fastest connection between Michelle Rodriguez 
and someone from next week's episode, Ron Perlman. Ooh. Oh my gosh. I okay. literally only know one fucking thing from that. Ron Perlman? Okay. You can only think of one thing. I bet you've seen a bunch. He, he especially with one specific director. I got it. I knew it. Dude, what? Like, okay. give me a second. Y'all, I've been easy this past couple months, okay? <laughs> Go ahead. Michelle Rodriguez is in Fast Five with The Rock, who is in Southland Tales with Sarah Michelle Gellar, who is in Cruel Intentions with Selma Blair, who is in Hellboy with Rock. Respect. Nice. But what the hell is even that movie with the rock? Southland Tales? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never heard of A it. A movie I will never be bringing to this podcast. <laughs> Melly, you know I'm taking to you a Ron Perlman movie. This I'm, I'm dragging you because I think these two will come willingly. But we're dragging you to a Ron Perlman movie this summer. Which one? Hellboy? The animated version? Correct. No. <laughs> he has a voice in it though. Um, he is the voice of Optimus Primal oh, in yeah. Transformers Rise of the Beast. Oh, the Transformers the with the titties? Josh, the discrepancies. <laughs> you are so hyped for Transformers after yeah. you, Bria, I know you on here. He came for us when, when we went for Michael Bay. Did he not? When? I don't remember this. We were all sitting on the couch. Bria said, this guy should have an Oscar nomination. I said, I agree. You I, said, what I went, has Michael well, Bay ever done? I'm, I said, Oscar Transformers. I think he should have an Oscar nomination for something technical. Best directing, that's up for debate. You came for Transformers. I didn't come for Transformers. I came oh, for Michael Bay. I want that to be clear. Wherever you at, girl, just text me. I grew up watching Transformers Beast Wars. <laughs> Long story short, I'll be there. <laughs> with I'm bells on dude <laughs> alright that's it Oh, uh, congrats for showing <laughs> he always says congrats to me and I never say congrats back so I feel like I should say congrats good job thank Aww. you thanks Josh I was going to say something sassy but I couldn't think of it. I, heard, I saw it that's it spit it out week. whatever <laughs> I could I could I <laughs> nothing passed the test that's it for this week's episode of when cinephiles attack as always we'd love if you took a moment and liked subscribe and rate us on apple podcasts you can find this and all of our episodes on spotify stitcher iheart or anywhere else you get your podcasts follow us on twitter and instagram at cinephile attack and if you have a suggestion for a new movie or you just want to show us some love email us at when attack at gmail.com from Josh, Mella, Lacey, and Rashawn. <laughs> anyway, Rashawn put a trap beat behind us. No. No. Uh, no, uh, no, uh, no. Uh, Does it play in the movie at all?
Um, it, it uh, very briefly, LL Cool J sings it in the pizza parlor after they they're celebrating passing, and he's doing this. Sings it. And then the needle drop at the end is fucking sick when it does like there's like a punk rock and remixes it, and it's just rolling over the credits. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs>